This is an ESPN 97.5 Roadshow. Live from Brew Wings, this is Moneyline. Yeah, we made it. You just talk. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. On ESPN 97.5. ESPN975.com. Presented by MyBookie. Here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Hello, world. Welcome into Moneyline for a special edition as we are out at Brewings in Rosenberg, Texas, 24103 Southworth Freeway. That's the spot. Come on out, hang out. Let's eat some wings. Let's drink some beer. Let's get ready for Houston, Atlanta. In or not in studio, out in location with my partner in grind, the statistician at Josh Jordan ninety seven five is where you can find him on Twitter. Josh Jordan, what's going on, Jerry? Another Astros win. We got Texans on the slate. Beautiful Sunday, and you know what? I don't think it's going to be ninety five degrees all this week. We're getting a cold front. I could not be more happy. How are you doing, my man? I'm doing good. I'm ready to win the people some money. Yeah, off to a good start with Thursday night football. Last week was great. We uh, hit on a lot of our fantasy yeah. stuff a lot of our a lot of our gambling you're plays. welcome guys yeah you're welcome <laughs> out there you're right now looking at that screen and saying where do we go today well the next two hours we are going to give you some winners back in studio home base yep our man andrew carlson at carlson radios where you can find him how's it going over there we're holding the ford down over here jerry i'm kind of tired of you guys being on the road i need to see your beautiful faces in studio again <laughs> yeah so anybody out there my, our man Andrew Carlson will be taking care of us for the next two hours. He'll have the injury report ready right at 11 o'clock because there's a lot to get to this yep. week, and a lot is going to be changing. No doubt about it. A lot to look at. I think uh, this is kind of a tricky one for the Texans today. We, we were a little disappointed last week. Everybody that listened to me, sorry, I had the Texans minus the points. That did not work out. You know what's kind of funny, Jerry, is sometimes you handicap a game kind of right, but you still lose. And my big takeaway was I thought the Texans' defense would hold the Panthers in check, and that's why I fired on the Texans. And I got that part right. The Texans' defense was good last week. Deshaun Watson had maybe the worst game I think I can remember of his career last week. You know, it wasn't, like, horrible, but he was constantly just not seeing pressure. You know, a lot of blitzes coming from, you know, corners and, you know, stuff like that off the edge, and he just didn't see it. And that really hurt him last week. I I was a little disappointed in, you know, his performance. And you saw, like, he even stayed after the game and started throwing. And, you know, like Harden after a bad game, he'll stick around and shoot some threes. Deshaun did that last week. So I'm hoping I'm hoping that matters and he has a better performance this week. Yeah, you hate to see it, but it's going to be there. Growing pains are going to sure. happen. But overall, you hope to see – and, and I'm going to go ahead and right now. One of my favorite picks is going to be on this Texans game for this week. So when we break this game down, I'll give you where to stick your money, and I think we're going to profit on that game. But before we even get to that, let's get to these Astros Ooh, yeah. because they deserve <laughs> their own segment here. They do. What did you think about the games? Man, it was fantastic. I was excited. I, well, you know what I really like, Jerry, is I made money on both games. <laughs> I bet on the Astros in the Verlander game and in the Garrett Cole game. So that's just my own personal thing. I love the Astros because they made me a little richer. But, boy, Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, wh- what can you say about these guys? I mean, they were just filthy. Garrett Cole yesterday, 
I mean, what do you have, like 100 strikeouts in like the first three innings? I mean, nobody could touch this guy. He was amazing. And his strikeout uh, prop, because I was looking for it, and now they've caught on. Ten and a half at plus money yesterday, <laughs> and stupid. he still hit it. That's and it's stupid. I I went to it. I was going to give it out because I thought it would be around that eight and a half nine range. Yeah. But once I looked like third fourth inning, you knew he he was going to get there. Yeah. And all you needed him to was extend into the game. Now, what do you think about the bullpen these last two games? Because that's something that scares me. We can have, not we can have, but we as Astros fans, we let's go ahead and get those out of the way now. Yeah. Because you can't have that happen. Against the Yankees. No. And Ryan Presley, I'll, I'll give him a little bit of a break. He hadn't pitched a lot lately. You know, he came off the injured list, and he's just kind of getting it together. So I'll give him a little bit of a pass. Hopefully he'll be a little better as the postseason goes along. But, no, you bring up a good point. You don't want to waste a great start by Verlander or Cole with the bullpen blowing it in the seventh or eighth inning. Luckily that didn't happen. It felt but, like it last night, though, yeah. for a second there, especially yeah. my gamblers out there, minus one and a half usually. Um, I was one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so you're out there sweating, thinking this shouldn't even be that close. So my question is, did they leave Osuna maybe a little bit, maybe a batter too long? Because he came out in the eighth, settled, sealed it up real quick, three strikes, boom. Then he comes out, and I'm thinking, once he started getting, you know, struggling a little bit, should they take him out now? But I don't know who else you put in at this point. Who do you trust? The only three guys I really trust are Will Harris, Osuna, and Presley. And I'm you know? liking Will Harris. Yeah. I like what he went out there and showed. And I, I'm not going to lie to you. I started getting scared. I had the one and a half also. And I started thinking, wow, this game, it shouldn't even be this close. The way that game played out, many times you you, you thought that the, the Astros were going to have that one inning that they blowed open, as they did in the first game, in, in that yeah. fifth inning where they, where they blowed open. And the whole playoffs, you're going to have that. There's going to be those one or two innings where the Astros are going to get things going, and that's what's going to predict these games. If On the back end, if your bullpen is unreliable and – any, every Astros fan out there right now got to be feeling the same. I was standing up yesterday thinking, oh, no, here we go. Please don't. I kept thinking that ball. Don't. Uh, I kept thinking to myself, don't think about the home run word, Jerry. Please don't curse me because I see <laughs> that ball in the stands. No, and, you know, to me, why did they pull Snell? I know he gave up that one one run homer to Bregman, but otherwise he was really good. He's throwing 97 miles an hour, and I was, like, dancing in my living room when they pulled him out because I was like, Oh, they're going to get to this bullpen. And I know the first guy they brought in, the right-hander that was throwing 100 for them, you know, he did a good job for a while. But I knew. I was like, it was like the fourth inning they pulled Snell. And he's won a Cy Young Award. He's a good pitcher. Like, why are you pulling him after giving up one run? Like, Bregman's going to get you every now and then. You know what I mean? Like, a one-run homer, that's not the end of the world. I know Garrett Cole's on the other side, so you're probably not going to get a lot off him. But one run? I was excited. I was like, this is over. You know, they pulled him. They pulled him early. I thought it was a mistake. And I knew once the Astros had a little time against their bullpen, that would be done. So I was excited. And you would have been proud of me, Jerry. I, I didn't really like the odds on the game before the game started. You know, I was having to, to put down way more than I was going to win to bet on the Astros, even minus one and a half. So you know what? I waited. I waited till like the fourth inning. It was still nothing to nothing. And then the, the odds shifted, right? Because they're like, oh, the Astros aren't off to a quick start. So then what I was betting, I was going to make more if I, if I bet on it instead of making less. But, I mean, that's a big deal, right? Like you don't want to have to bet, you know, say $100 to win 75 if you don't have to. 
So I waited, and sure enough, it flipped. And then I fired on him in the fourth inning. It was still nothing to nothing, but it was a positive bet for me. And then Bregman comes up and hits the home run right after I fired that bet. I got very good odds. I made some money last night. So I just lesson learned, right? If you don't really like the odds the way they are, just wait a little bit. Yeah, and you might find your spot. Yeah, yeah, fortunately, my bookie offers that. They do. All throughout the game, you can be checking in the commercial breaks, thinking, hey, did I miss my chance? If you were driving in uh, today, if you missed the noon kickoffs, get on my bookie. That first commercial break, they're going to have an open line for you. Something that stuck out to me, a bright spot, Correa. Oh, man, that, that first play of the game, the, right? Yeah. right? Right off of that, I thought this is going to be a Correa-type game. I'm glad to see him. Feeling good again. He says he yeah. feels good again. Let's actually get some, to some audio, and here's Correa talking about how he feels healthy again. It's great. Uh, first of all, to, to be healthy and, uh, and get back with my teammates. Um, it's, it's been a grind this year for me, um, but it's focused it's on baseball, man. I want to be out there with my teammates and not only be there, but contribute. And I was able to do that today, and you know, I plan to continue to do so. How special is that? How big is it going to be having Correa back? Because I know there's a lot of talk about coming into the playoffs and, and saying his, his – let's say his, his playing ability is not in question. Right. It's always can he be there in the big spots? Will he be there? But right now he's in that lineup and he's doing damage on both sides. He is, but it took a while, right? Like he looked pretty bad in the first game and a little bit of last night to where – you know, he's just swinging wildly at pitches in the dirt, you know, maybe striking out on three straight pitches. But it makes sense, right? He's, he's been out for a while. It takes Timing's a while. Yeah, you've got to get back to it. But that's the one thing we don't talk enough about is how good he is on defense. So even when he wasn't coming through with the hits, he was helping you on defense. And then finally he started getting the bat going a little bit last night. And, I mean, having him in, like, your number seven hitter, I mean, that's just ridiculous. You know, and who else has that? Our, our, the Astros lineup is amazing. Top to bottom, they have guys that can hurt you. And you've seen it in these first two games. I know it hasn't been an offensive explosion, but it's the playoffs. You're going to face good pitching. You're going to have to win some tight games, and that's what they're doing. And that's exactly what they need to keep doing. But what I like is the focus of this team because when they asked Cole, they showed some pictures of him in some Yankees gear, and they're like, how's it going <laughs> to feel playing the Yankees? And the th- first thing he says, we got to win this series mm-hmm. first. And they did the same thing with Correa. And here's Correa talking about how they got to take care of business, although they're still up 2-0. It's great. It's great. Um, you know, we had, we had JB and Cole, so I feel like we wanted to win these two games. Uh, it's what we had to do. We got it done. Now we got to go to uh, to Tampa and uh, you know finish finish this job. No, and, and he's right. There's more work to be done. But you know, back to what I was talking about. You know, he struck out three times in game one. You know, he he scuffled a little bit, but but last night he only struck out once. He had an RBI. Had a couple base hits. Correa is going to be a big plus for you as long as he stays healthy. I think he will. This is big. And as an Astros fan, like, man, I miss playoff baseball. You know, we forget with those 162 games, you know, you kind of take baseball for granted the season's so long. But when you're watching playoff baseball, it's the Astros. Everything is riding on one pitch. That place you know was what electric. I mean? Yes. Even the balls that went in the stands, you yes. could hear them when someone would catch it. It was – I thought, what happened? I would turn around – and it's just that was the kind of electricity that is in the city. And it's funny because we're here talking to the manager here at Brewings. Yeah. And he mentioned, uh, you know, I'm so glad basketball's back. And, yeah. you know, those Texans don't really get me excited. But yeah. the Astros, everyone's got a true belief in them. Of everyone, course. It's like 
they have to. They should win. Everyone's overlooking it, and I hate to do that, and that's why I'm glad the locker room isn't doing that, but everyone's overlooking the Rays. And, I mean, now it's 2-0. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe we should have been overlooking the Rays. And, you know, Charlie Morton's going to take the hill, so I think that'll be a tough game for the next one, and that's their best pitcher. We know him very well as Astros fans. Charlie's a great pitcher. We roughed him up a little bit the last time we faced him in the regular season, so I think the Astros will be okay. I'm excited to see what Zach Greinke can do. You know, we haven't seen him pitch in the playoffs for the Astros, you know, so I think that's going to be an exciting matchup. If, if they drop a game, I think it'll be that one just because I don't think Charlie Morton's going to give up a whole lot of runs. The phone lines are open, guys. 713-780-3776 at Moneyline975 is where you can find us on Twitter. The squad is here and accounted for, and we're going to bring you some winners. We're going to bring you some money. We're going to bring you some dollars. Moneyline ESPN 97.5. Yeah. Feel like I sent the prayers up and got blessed back. This feel like my Sunday morning jetpack. Yeah. Get it. This is an ESPN 97.5 Roadshow, live from Brew Wings. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. We are live from the Brewings out in Rosenberg, 24103 Southwest Freeway. That's the spot. Come hang out because today it's going down. Not only are the Houston, uh, is it a Houston-Atlanta game, but you have bonus wings, 30, 17, 99. Ooh. As soon as this show ends, maybe even before that, I might have wing fingers yes. before this show is over. But not only today, but all throughout the week on Monday, they have the Brewings Burger, five ninety nine. Tuesday and Wednesdays, two-for-one specials, two-for-one Wednesdays, boneless wings only, and Thursdays, those $9.99 boneless wings and draft specials, $9.99. You can't beat that. I'm going to get in on those 30 boneless. Maybe we can split those. $17.99, you can't beat that. Come out, guys. We're in Rosenberg. If we're in your neck of the woods, we're not out here that often, so come hang out with Moneyline. Jerry and I will try and get you in some good bets. We'll try and get your fantasy plays going. Come hang out. Doors open at 11. We'll have some fun, watch some football. We'll make some money. And also, just a couple of things of my favorite on the on the menu is uh, he said that they got that chicken fried steak. I had to try it last oh. time. La- last time we were out, new chicken fried steak on the menu. You need to come out and try it. And for all you guys that like to eat something crazy, the heart attack burger. We're talking about a half pound beef patty, onion rings, fried mozzarella sticks, gra- grilled bacon, and that delicious brewing sauce. Oh, dude, that brewing sauce is amazing. I asked, I went back to him and said, hey, what is that sauce? And it's like, they look at me like it's a secret code. Like, <laughs> we, thou shall not tell about the secret sauce. So make sure you get out to Brewings, not only today, but all throughout the week, and take advantage of all their specials. No doubt about it. We're going to be watching some football up here. And, uh, you know, I guess we should get into it a little bit, right? Oh, Texans, yeah, let's, Falcons. Let's rock it. What, what do we think about this one? I, I've already placed a bet on it. I, I'm not going to give it away right, at, right out the chute, but I, but I will lay it out. This one's kind of tricky, right? Because the Falcons haven't been that good. Matt Ryan's been struggling, and he's thrown a lot of interceptions. The the big thing I've noticed the most about Matt Ryan is he's a slow starter this year, Jerry. It seems like the Falcons are down 14 or 21 before Matt Ryan starts throwing for 300 yards and three touchdowns. 
Do you think that happens today? Do you think the Falcons get in a hole against the Texans like they've been doing against everybody? It's crazy you say that because that's one of my key handicaps here. The Falcons have only scored 20 first-half points this whole entire season. Getting off to a good start in a football game is is crucial because the game script, everything that you planned for that whole week, the game plan, until yep. then, hey, the running plays here. Let's let's do let, let's let's pick our spots. Let's use the the short pass game. Whatever it is that you went into that game uh, week game planning, but once you go down x amount of points and the game's out of script. Everything changes, and that's what's been happening with Atlanta. Now, if you look at it from just a brief overview, you see that Matt Ryan's has 300-plus yards in five straight games dating back to last season. Yeah. So the numbers are going to be there. But who are the Atlanta Falcons? Because I think that we still tend to judge them, and I say we because I feel victim of that last week. I had them against Tennessee. I figured that they could easily pull that off. Yeah. This isn't the same team that – Went to that Super Bowl. No. They're eight and twelve since then. No Shanahan there anymore. No Shanahan. Now you have Quinn trying to make in a defense that's ranked twenty first in pass DVOA, and that's going to be the crucial handicap in today's game. Give the place uh, people some plays for fantasy. Okay, uh, this week, believe it or not, I think this is a Will Fuller week. I really do. I you know love what I mean? that. I, I, I do because we know Kenny Stills a little banged up. We'll see what the injury report when Andrew gives it to us a little later if, if he's going to play. But I think this is a Will Fuller week. I think he gets off. I, you know, typically you can, you can get it done in the running game through the air against the Falcons. They're not very good against running backs uh, when they're catching passes, but they've actually improved on that this year. That isn't a weakness for them. So I think this is a Will Fuller game, and, boy, I think this is a DeAndre Hopkins game. You know, like, he's been bad for two or three weeks in a row. Hopkins has been killing fantasy owners. I think he gets off this week. I think him and Fuller have big games, but I also think the Falcons are going to put up serious points. I think Ridley maybe gets gets off it because he's been struggling too. So I, I see a lot of points. I might be leaning towards the over. I need to look at that number, but I see a lot of points today. And speaking on Fuller, how many – opportunities have you seen him ha- uh, that where he's in a, sp- a spot where he's just a, a few yards yeah. off from catching a bomb and keeping that thought check this out will fuller's top 15 in the nfl in air yards okay that's a big metric we use in fantasy football yep. it tells you where the receiver is when the ball is getting thrown top 15 in the nfl in air yards 399 but not even top 50 in actual yards. So that's telling you the opportunities there, but it's not being executed properly. Yes. Look for him to execute today. I, I like it today. I also, I think, I think Freeman's going to have a big game against the Texans. You saw Christian McCaffrey last week. Even when they seemed like they had him in the backfield, he'd squirt through and get four or five yards. You know, they just couldn't get their hands on him. So I think Devontae Freeman could get something going today against the Texans too. I actually, everybody's going to hate me, but I'm going to say it. I, I took the Falcons plus five. I got it earlier in the week. That's where I'm leaning. I wouldn't be surprised if the Texans win. God, I hope they win. They can't afford to go down because here's why. They got the Chiefs coming up on the schedule. They have the Ravens coming up on the schedule. Then they have to play the Jags in London, which you know Jags are used to playing in London. Texas are not. They got to win this week because they do have the Raiders also coming up on the schedule, which I'm marking as a win. But if you don't win today, they're going to be in serious trouble. Last week we gave out a nugget. McCaffrey, receptions over because that's what the Texans struggle at. 
most in the league right now. Yeah, what are they running giving up, like eight, nine a game, something like that? And that eight magic number, because that's what Devontae Freeman did last week. Ooh. Eight for 72 receiving line on nine targets. Out touching Edo Smith, 20 to four. Look for Freeman to get involved in the pass game because we know Atlanta struggles running the ball. Yep. So, all everyone, go right now. My bookie, look at the Devontae Freemans. I'm giving you free money here. Take the over on the receptions prop. Take it. And one other thing I wanted to bring up is their offensive line is struggling for the Falcons. We've seen J.J. Watt get some good tackles. He struggled. But when he plays not so great tackles, like in the Chargers game, J.J. does well. Today, I think J.J.'s going to have a nice game. Just, you got a lot of young guys on that Falcons offensive line. They've got some injuries. I think J.J. and Whitney Merciless going to have another good day. And also on our side of the ball, the, our, us being the Texans fans, Duke Johnson, he's been out snapping Hyde 64% to, that, to, to, to the, uh, about 49. Okay, mm-hmm. But what's weird about this, though, is Hyde's actually out-touching him. So when Duke Johnson's in the game, it doesn't necessarily mean he's getting the touches. Duke, eight touches. Hyde, 16. Now 46 touches over the last uh, three games to Johnson's 18. 46 touches Hyde, Johnson 18 over the last three games, even though he's having more snaps. That goes to tell you everything you need to know there. Yeah, it tells me Bill O'Brien, throw the ball to Duke Johnson. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, That's exactly. Give him some opportunities here. And Deshaun, stop waiting for stuff to develop down the field the whole time. Sometimes – I don't know how many times I saw this. I'm sure you did too, Jerry. You'd see one side, a big blitz coming in, and instead of Deshaun looking at that side where the blitz is coming and recognizing like, hey, somebody behind that is going to be open because they're sending extra guys, he's looking to the other side. Yeah. And there's nothing over there. When you when you have a mass of dudes coming from the right side, that means somebody's probably going to be open for a check down on the right side. Don't automatically take your eyes away from the pressure and look to the other side of the field. I want to see Deshaun do a better job of recognizing the blitz, checking down to Duke in those hot hot read situations, and picking up an easy five yards. I mean, don't take all those hits. And that's one thing that will work in their favor because that's what they struggle with the Texans offensive line, the sacks, the hits, the pressure. Yes. But that's something that Atlanta struggles creating. Yes. They don't really do that, which will allow Deshaun Watson to have time today. And on the other side of the ball, you said Atlanta is going to have some success. Yes. Those wide receivers are going to run rampant. Um, I hate to spoil good things, but go ahead and punch that over. That's one of my plays of the Is week. Okay. We'll recap it I a like little it. bit in the second hour, a little bit more why. But I'm telling you right now that that game sees points. I'm seeing about 57 points scored. That's at least a touchdown over what it's closing at. Yeah, and Keanu Neal's out for the Falcons, their safety. He's a good player. He's out. I believe they made a trade for a safety this week, the Falcons did. I doubt he – I think it's a Cifrian is who they picked up. I doubt he's going to be ready in just a few days, so I don't think he's going to play today. So I think maybe you could see the Texans' tight ends maybe doing something if they're struggling at safety for the Falcons. Not anybody you're probably going to be able to use for fantasy because we know the Texans have like 47 tight ends, so you don't know which guy it's going to be. Exactly, but this game reeks of fantasy goodness and it reeks of points. Go ahead and hit that over. Let's get to the next game. All right, let's do it. You know, let's get to this one right here, right? We have a London game this week, right? We got Chicago and Oakland. They're over uh, on the other side of the pond, as they say. And it looks like uh, that's about six and a half right now in favor of the Bears. Bears going to have their backup quarterback going this week. I don't know if that really matters. You know, like Trubisky hasn't been very good. I think this might actually help them a little bit. I don't know. What do you think about this one? You make a great point. That's the beginning of the handicap right there because whenever there's a new quarterback, you ask yourself, is it an improvement? 
does, what does it do to the line? For example, when Daniel Jones came in, yeah, the line didn't move at all because odds makers weren't sure. They looked at, is this a downgrade for Eli? We don't know. Let's leave it as such. Now they're upgrading because they see what he can bring. Yep. So going to this particular situation, I think it's an actual upgrade as well I because, first off, he's got familiarity with Matt Nagy. Yeah. On two teams. Yes. Philly and Chicago. Two, I think he's a better ball thrower than Trubisky. He can make better throws. I believe he's smarter with the ball. Now, he might not have all the physical traits, yep. all the physical, the, the running ability. But as far as being smart, I think that he has that. He'll make less boneheaded plays. Yeah. And I think the offense works. It moves methodically with him. It moves better as with Trubisky, you were getting spots here and there where he would make a couple throws, but then he would miss a few throws that would be drive killers. Yeah. The team plays better with the new quarterback. I think it's a Khalil Mack revenge game. Oh, it is. And I think he's going to have a big day. You know, a lot of people are wondering about Josh Jacobs today, right? I mean, remember we talked about that last week. He was my put-your-name-on, and he caught two balls for like 30 yards last week. We were talking about that. Is Gruden going to get him involved in the passing game? And they did. I think this is going to be a tough game for Josh Jacobs against that Bears defense. In one of my leagues, I might have to start him, but that's going to be rough. I mean, that's a great defense, and what else do the the Raiders really have? They're going to have to run the ball, so I'm kind of worried about Josh Jacobs. If you have him on your fantasy team, if you have better options, maybe look to them this week. I might have to start him, but I'm just telling you, it's it's going to be a tough game. You know, I hate to spoil good things, but the first two games that you named today are the first best two games that I have as really? far as picks. So, a little bit of thought on here. Gruden says that when he travels long distances, he gets vertigo sometimes for a month's time. So oh, wow. last we last year when they had to travel, he ended up having vertigo. They say for almost three weeks, and if you look at the results, it showed there. Really? It showed, and not that he's actually out there with a helmet, and that's the only way. But <laughs> when your coach isn't feeling. That good. Falling down on the sidelines. Exactly. <laughs> so, to minimize the travel, what they do this week, they stayed on the road. Remember, they oh, played on the road in Indianapolis. Yeah. So, they stayed on the road with trying to minimize traveling, but I don't think that's going to help here. No. I do not think that's going to help here. I think that the Bears are going to move the ball at will, but they're going to be real, real methodical with their drives. It's going to be slow moving because I think it's a Tariq Cohen game. Yeah, I do too. I actually, I like him this week. I think it's going to be that kind of game. I'll give you a big, big pick on this game because I have, again, that Texans over. That was one of my favorite picks of the week. And the other one comes from this matchup. I don't want to spoil it now. We'll get to that in our pick segment in the second hour. But for right now, hey, we're at a Brewings. You need to get on out here. The doors open up in 30 minutes, 30 minutes until the doors open up, an hour and a half till we get Houston, Atlanta. Houston needs a big win. We're pushing for them, not only for the city, but for the bets. (laughs) You're listening to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. You got the chill, the chill, the chill, You're listening to an ESPN 97.5 Roadshow, live from Brewings. 
This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Guys, we are back. Josh Jordan, Jerry Bowe, and... Man, playoff baseball is here. I don't know if you guys saw the Astros win last night, but they did, and it was awesome. And our friends at Cheers want to make sure that you are prepared to root for the home team. That's why the rest of the 2019 playoffs, Cheers is offering a Houston-sized discount on all their Cheers products. That's right, guys. The theory is pretty simple. You watch the game. You have some drinks. You drink some beers. You take Cheers. You feel better the next day. And when you feel better, you root harder. And when you're rooting hard, the Astros are unstoppable. So do your part. Bring in the world series back to houston go to cheershealth.com today and if you enter the promo code crush city 19 at checkout you will get 19 percent off your next order guys that's cheershealth.com code crush city 19 for 19 percent off guys i'm telling you you know you're gonna have some drinks some of these games are during the week you don't want to feel like trash the next day at work have some drinks watch the astros and check your cheers be a good fan make sure you stock up on cheers right now and just remember, three capsules after your last drink makes all the difference. Order today at CheersHealth.com, promo code CRUSHCITY19. You know there's a guy out there right now with a mean hangover saying, yes. what is this cheer thing? Uh-huh. I'm telling you, try it out, guys. It will save you, especially during this playoff time for baseball, because a lot of these games, I mean, how late was that game yeah, yesterday? Yeah, it didn't start till after 8. So let's say that it is a weekday, and even if you want to take off an hour earlier, start time, it's still going to get late. You still yep. got to get to work the next day, and those beers are still cold, so you're still going to be drinking them. <laughs> yes. Let's say it goes history in, in, into extra innings. You're going to tell your boss, hey, it went to extra innings. Look at this face. <laughs> no, you're going to no. eat the, You're going to take a few of those cheers. Yep. I'm telling you from personal experience. We've both taken them many, many times. Many, many, many of times. They're are fantastic. i got friends that still hit me up, and I'm like, this is the only time you call me, man, and it's for cheers. We've got samples here at Brewings today. Come on out. Talk to our promo crew. But we you say samples you loosely because yeah. they're giving out the whole, the, the whole the box. Did the whole yeah. box of it. Get on out here right now. Our promo team is set up. They have all types of prizes out here, including that cheers box. And like I said, it's not just like a little packet of two of them here. Try this. No, they're actually giving out a whole box. So come on yes. out. Have some fun. We're out at the Brewings out in Rosenberg, 713-780-3776. The phone lines are open. You can text that number as well. If you got any any fantasy sit-em, start em questions, the lines are open. If you have any fantasy uh, football stories from last week, if your DFS lineup is missing a few players, yeah. go ahead. Give us a call. 713-780-3776. At Moneyline975 is where you can find us on Twitter, or you can text that same number. Let's keep breaking down these games. This is one I really wanted to ask you about, Jerry, because I'm kind of leaning Arizona here, but I almost feel like it's a trap. And the game I'm talking about is Arizona Cardinals going to Cincinnati. Everybody saw the Bengals just get spanked by the Steelers. I was on Monday Night Football, right, this past week. I mean, that was ugly. And I'm sure Vegas is thinking, ooh, the public's going to be down on the Bengals, right, because they look so bad in front of the whole country. Well, we know Arizona hasn't been very good either. It's just they didn't didn't get spanked on national television last week. So I wanted to ask you about this one. Bengals are favored by three points here. John Ross out, shoulder injury. A.J. Green still out. Man, their offensive line's been terrible. Joe Mixon hasn't done much. Am I – Am I wrong for feeling like this is a good spot for Arizona? It's a three-point spread. What do you think about this one? It feels tricky to me. You make me so proud, Josh. Like, so much has changed since we started the show. Not to say that you didn't look at football in a certain way, but now you look at it from a gambling aspect. Yeah. Like you say, 
what did they show me on national television? The Bengals ugly. Yeah. Like who who in the right mind is going up today and saying, "Man, the Bengals." Give me today. the Bengals. I'm going to buy me some of that. And that's what the books want. <laughs> they want you to live like that. They want you to think like that. So then you go the opposite way. Yep. Regularly here, uh, uh, a square better. They go up and they think, "Man." I'm going Cardinals yeah. here because that offense, uh, their box score readers, so then they think, man, these guys move the ball fast. Yep. They can score. Man, I love Kyler Murray. The Bengals are looking real bad. Ross is hurt. It's easy to fade the Bengals here, but yep. this is where you buy what's ugly. You look at overreactions. What have the Cardinals shown us other than they, yeah, they run a lot of plays. Cool. But. They don't have a red zone offense. No. They play the same offense even when they're inside the five. Yeah. And that's going to be a problem. It that's going to come with time. Yes, they can move the ball. Yes, the box scores will be full. In moments, Murray was going to look fantastic. But for in the red zones where games are won, when you're, when you're getting sevens instead of threes, that's the world of difference. I don't know how long it's going to take them to correct this, but there's so much value on the Cincinnati side. And not just from – the line standpoint, but from the prop standpoint, because I think Tyler Boyd goes off today. And see, I think everybody's going to vomit in their mouth a little bit. I think Andy Dalton might have a decent game today. The Red Rocket, yeah. fire him up. You know, he's at home. We know how bad Arizona's defense is. Remember, their their number two corner is out with a broken leg. Patrick Peterson's still suspended. And here's the other thing. Tyler Eifert. A lot of people are starting him this week because nobody is worse against tight ends than the Arizona Cardinals this year. They can't stop a tight end to save their life. But let's be fair. They've had good tight ends go off against them. They haven't had a Tyler Eifert of the world go off against them. So this is going to be the ultimate test for if you can start any tight end against the Cardinals because, you know, Tyler Eifert, he hadn't been great, but the matchup's fantastic. But here's my one concern with him, Jerry. I'm worried he might have to stay in and block a little more today because their offensive line is terrible. And Suggs, you know, he can get after the passer a little bit, and Chandler Jones can too. And we know the Bengals' offensive line isn't good. So I'm kind of torn here. Like, I love the matchup for Tyler Eifert, but I'm a little worried they might have him stay in and block. What do you think about that? What have these tight ends done or tight ends done to the Cardinals? Hawkinson, 6 for 131, touchdown. Andrews, 8 for 112, touchdown. Olsen, 6 for 75, two touchdowns. And Will Disley, 7 for 57 in a score. But they're all good tight ends. They're all good tight ends. And Eifert plays below 50% of the snaps. They keep them on a snap count. That's the only thing that scares you. But I love what you say about Dalton. He's coming off a season low, 171 yards. Arizona allows 271. Dalton, weeks one through three, a quiet 326 through the air. 326 yards. No one realizes no. that. You're going to tell me you can't fit Andy Dalton into your lineup in DFS this week because we know that the Cardinals run a, a ton of plays. Yeah. So keeping that in mind. That means that the Bengals are going to have a ton of plays as well, right? It does. That's some value. It's screaming value. I like that Tyler Boyd. I like the Andy Dalton stack because the Cardinals, to the slot position, 39 times targets, 29 catches, 8 yards per catch, 4 touchdowns, all to the slot position. Boyd runs 70% of his routes out of the slot. I love him this week as well. All these points you're talking about have me thinking about the over here. It's, it's 47. Does that seem about right, or do you, are you leaning one way or the other? It seems about right. I got the game pegged around 50. Uh, not so much that circled the winner, but I think there will be points here, and this game's going to get overlooked because nobody likes to look at these ugly games. Again, no one's going to the bed and board saying, 
give me those Bengals. I'm taking the Bengals. That's tough. If you if you hear a guy saying that, either he's crazy or he's super sharp. Either which one. But let's move on to the next one. All right, let's do it. This one's very interesting. Jacksonville, Carolina. We saw what Carolina did to the Texans last week, and we were just talking about the Cardinals. Carolina beat the Cardinals two weeks ago. So they're coming on a little momentum here. Cam Newton's out. We know that. Christian McCaffrey's just ripping up the league this year. Jalen Ramsey, he's been complaining about a back issue. He did not play last week for Jacksonville. And look what we saw, right? We saw Emmanuel Sanders go off. We saw Cortland Sutton go off. They are just taking advantage of the backup corners here for the Jags with no Jalen Ramsey. They're having to put A.J. Boye on the number one corner. We will see when Andrew gives us the report later today if Jalen Ramsey's going to play. But I kind of think this is a contract thing, Jerry, and I think he's sitting out on purpose. I don't even think he's really hurt. So that that makes this a little curious to me. Carolina's only a three-point favorite here. They're at home, over-unders at about 40. You have any plays? You lean them one way or the other with this one. It's a tough game, but I I believe that this is where Minshew will will struggle. I think that the Panthers up front – they're lethal, and they could create havoc. Yeah. How much of the game plan from last week where the Jaguars carry on because you saw him start using Leonard Fournette like he should be used. Over 200 yards. Over yeah. 200 yards, and that's something I think that they're going to try to lean on again. But something that's crazy about Leonard Fournette, check this out. There's only two running backs that have ran run more routes from the running back position. McCaffrey and David Johnson, Leonard Fournette. You third. would not think that. Never, and I didn't know that. I'm not even going to sit here in front like I did. Doing research this week, I ran across that nugget, and I looked it up, and I said, wow, he's third in routes run by the running back position behind McCaffrey and David Johnson is when Leonard Fournette, they're trying to expand his game and and keep him on the field more downs. I like it. That's that's interesting. I would not have thought that for a second. So maybe fire up Fournette again. It looks like he's he hadn't scored a touchdown, I don't think, all year, Jerry, but the yards have been there. The yards have been there. Give me the Panthers in an ugly game. I'm not going to be betting it, but it's a lean to the Panthers. And I hope you lean on us for the next hour and 15 minutes. we got about that till kickoff. We're looking at a few more bets. We're looking at Atlanta, Houston, the over. Somebody told me to put a lot of uh, green ducats, let's say. That's what that Booker T says. (laughs) Green, green ducats on the over. Houston, Atlanta. Coming up in about an hour and 15 minutes. You listen yes. to Moneyline ESPN 97.5. Under more scrutiny and what I do, act more stupidly. My mama calls, see you on TV, sunset. Don't change ever since we was on. I dreamed it all. This is an ESPN 97.5 Roadshow, live from Brew Wings. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Congratulations is what my mom tells me every single Sunday after I cash tickets. I tell her, Mom, you should have followed me. You shouldn't have been parlaying so much. (laughs) If you got a mom out there that likes to parlay, you need to point them over to my bookie because it's time to bet, it's time to win, and it's time to get paid at mybookie.ag. Why? We talk about this live betting. Let's get into live betting real quick. During this, what did you do yesterday on live betting? You know what? I, I took advantage of a couple of them. During the Astros game, I, I didn't like the odds when the game started, so I waited until it was about the fourth inning, and then they changed. How about that UT game? The UT game was huge for me, Jerry, because it was an 11.5-point spread. 
I didn't like that very much. So I was like, you know what? Let me live bet this. So I pulled out my phone, my, my bookie. I had it open. West Virginia, first possession, goes right down the field, scores on the Longhorns. Line drops from 11 and change all the way down to five and a half. Boom, I fired on the Longhorns right there. Imagine that. What changed so much? Just because one possession, the whole team takes it to the house, and now you're going to tell me an 11.5-point spread is a 5.5-point spread? That's not the way that it's supposed to be. You, gamble, you, you you handicap all week long trying to gain an edge on a half a point. Yep. And then some people will pass a game for a half a point. And then you're telling me after one possession – you're going to change a game six points? Yeah. It's an overreaction, and you can take advantage of these overreactions at mybookie.ag. Take advantage of the overreactions. Take advantage of the first deposit bonus, up to $1,000 in free money to wager on all of your favorite teams. So what does that mean? You're going to go over there. You're going to open your new account. You're going to deposit. Say you deposit $100. They're going to give you a free 100 300 three free dollars. That's the way it works over at MyBookie. They want you to come on. They want you to get used to their platform, used to the way it is betting. And for you new guys out there saying, you know, I've, I've been wanting to get into it. I play in a few office pools, but I don't, I don't want to get into it too serious. You know, my wife doesn't want me to lose too much money. You don't have to do all that. You go over to MyBookie, make your first deposit. They're going to match you. You're playing with house money. Yeah. Who does that? You go in to gamble with house money only could be done at my bookie using promo code radio. You get your exclusive double your money offer on that first deposit. That's mybookie.ag, promo code radio, bet, win, get paid. My bookie. You know what I also like about my bookie, Jerry, is they don't have like minimums on bets. So say you don't make a ton of money, you don't have $100 to bet on all these games. You know, you can put 10 bucks on this game here. You can put 10 bucks on the over on this other game. It doesn't matter. They'll take all your bets. So you don't have to have thousands of dollars to bet every Sunday to, to have some fun and have some rooting interest in the game. Because usually that's the image people get with gamblers. Yeah. Like, oh man, gambling just means now we're losing or winning big bucks. Right. But. Some people use it as still easier, something to give a little edge on the game. Right. You're drinking some beer, you're sitting back, and you're saying, hey, these Texans are going to go over today because yeah. Jerry Bo said so. What does it matter if I lose just 10 bucks? Yeah, if you lose 10 or $20, that's not going to change your life. But it's fun to have a little action on the game. And then when you win, that 20 bucks feels like 100 right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and those beers taste yes. delicious and whenever you're winning. You paid for your beers, right, with, they, the, with the money you want on my bookie. 713-780-3776, if you want to get in on the show and Help us pay for beer. Yeah. At Moneyline975 is where you can find us on Twitter at Josh Jordan975, at Carlson Radio, at Jerry Bone Knows with a Z. Let's keep paying some money. Let's do it. This one's very interesting. Minnesota versus the Giants. Here's why I find this one interesting, Jerry. I think this is an Adam Thielen game. Did you see Kirk Cousins come out and apologize to him this week for how bad he's been playing? Sorry. Sorry. Exactly. He came out and apologized. He needs to call Granado and Raheel and apologize on their show because Kirk Cousins has been terrible. I think this is the week where they get the ball to Adam Thielen. We know the Giants' defense is a train wreck. They are awful. I think the Vikings finally come out, throw the ball a little bit today. I even think Stephon Diggs gets going. Did you see he's been staying away from the team because he wants out? Kirk Cousins is just stealing money up there. But I think this is a good one for the Vikings offense. I think you can start all those guys this week. And with the Giants, hey, it looks like Saquon's going to be back next week. So this is probably your last week to use Wayne Gallman. There, uh, there's turmoil yeah. in the wide receiver group, but deservedly so because they don't throw the ball no. much. And when they do throw, this is an interesting stat that I saw. The average depth of target for both Thielen and Diggs. Negative eight yards. 
Well, <laughs> let's say the actual catch, but where they're running the route is longer than they were last year. So not only really? is Kirk Cousins bad, but now you're asking him to throw it further. So why oh, why are you making the situation worse? You're running further routes and making it worse for him to get you the ball. Let's shorten up. Let's make the, the average distance of target shorter, the A dot, because right now it's they're running deeper routes in a in a run first oriented offense that is terrifying i didn't even know that was the case but uh so let's get this one real quick i kind of like the vikings defense here right we got uh daniel jones he's been okay but he's still a rookie quarterback i think vikings defense is going to come through for you today uh looks like the spread's at five and a half the game's in new york do you have a a lean either way on the uh the total which is at about 43 and a half or on the spread which is at five and a half no lean. If anything, I had to go. Uh, if I had to, I would lean with the uh, Vikings. But Daniel Jones, I think today we find out who he really is. His draw is he draws his toughest matchup yeah. against that Mike Zimmer defense. Rodgers finished 19th. Ryan 14th. Derek Carr 20th. 20th for the Bears uh, quarterbacks. That's not very good. Let's see who Daniel Jones really is today. Today is a test for the young man. I like it. All right, you want to move along here to the next Yeah, one? let's go. Let's go. Patriots, Washington. Ugh, boy, this is going to be an ass-kicking, I believe, here. We got the uh, the Patriots favored by 16-and-a-half. It started at 13, all the way up to 16-and-a-half. I was looking at this one pretty hard, Jerry, but, man, laying 16-and-a-half is tough for me, man. That, that's a lot. I'm a little worried. I, look, I think that New England's going to just smoke them, but I don't know if they're going to do it by 16-and-a-half. Over-unders at 42 I think you start Josh Gordon this week. I think this is a week where he goes off. Redskins are absolutely terrible against the pass. I think they're dead last right now in the league. So you're going to want to start your Patriots. I like Gordon this week. Roll with Edelman. I even think Philip Dorsett might be a flex play for you this week. So I think you get him going. But I can't lay that 16 and a half. Do you have the balls to do that one, Jerry? It's a little too much for me. I don't, but the most lopsided bet percentage of the week, the Patriots. 81% 81% of the bets, lopsided money of the week, 82% of the money is on them as well. Not only are the squares, but the sharps are on them also. thing about here is, all right, let's take that three-point for home field advantage. So on a neutral field, New England would be 19 and a half. Yeah. In New England, Foxborough, they'd be, what, 22 and a half? If you oh. feel comfortable with saying that, and, and and some guys out there thinking right now, yeah, I'm comfortable laying that many points. Haven't you seen what they've done? But if you can honestly say you feel comfortable giving up 22 points at home, in an NFL game, then this might not be the league for you because that's not the way you're going to make money. Betting this league, I will pass, but this is going to be a stomping. I think they're going to stomp him to the ground, pull out the Colt McCoy. I saw a funny uh, Twitter post, and it it was a guy, and it was a broken window. He said, help, my friend's friend's car got broken into, and he he had a Washington Redskins ticket, and they left three more. (laughs) That's just sad. That is just sad. Let's move on to the next Let's game. Let's do it. Look, speaking of beatdowns, another huge spread here, Eagles-Jets. Two-touchdown spread here for the Eagles. Eagles are at home, and, well, we know the Jets are just bad on offense, so we know why the line is what it is. But it's another. It's a big number. I don't feel comfortable with this one either. What do you think about this one, Jerry? 43-and-a-half is the over-under. 14 is the spread. Such a big number as well. I just, if anything, I mean, I'd be on the on the uh, Eagles. Yeah. But, again, you're not going to make money in this league betting those kind of numbers. I do have the Eagles blowing them out, though, but it's nothing I'm going to touch. The Eagles, uh, they got to get healthy. They do. 
they got to get healthy. They're, they get some a pushover game today, but once you get going later on to the season, health is a fact. They got to get better in the defensive back side. I love this Eagles team, but I need them to be healthy going forward. Carson Wentz has been fantastic fantasy-wise, though. Yeah, I think you roll with him this week. If you've been using him, keep using him. This is a great matchup. All right, quickly, this one is one of my favorite games of the week, actually. Saints, Bucks. We saw what the Bucks did to the Rams last week. Jameis Winston finally showing something, and we talked about this on the show last week. Carson Palmer came out talking about this offense, the Bruce Arians offense, which he was very familiar with in Arizona, right? And he said, give give Jameis Winston a little time. It's a, it's a tough offense to pick up. Give him a few games, and you're going to see improvement. I think we finally saw that improvement with Jameis last week. I find this kind of interesting because it's a three-point game. New Orleans is favored. You know, if I had a gun to my head, I think I'd take the Bucks plus three. But I don't know why the Saints, they smacked the Seahawks, and then last week they beat the Cowboys. I don't know why I'm down on the Saints because they proved it. But I kind of like Tampa plus the points here. It's because you're thinking like a real better, and a lot of sharp betters out there are on Tampa because now that the offense is getting rolling with Winston, and we know that he had that first bad game. But since then, he's only thrown two interceptions. We say only because we know what he can do. He can yeah. throw that many in just one game. Yeah. Now, what's going on in that locker room right now? The coach goes in there. He sits down with his clipboard, and he says, all right, Jameis. These are the jerseys we're wearing today. <laughs> throw it to these. This color is where you throw it to. Do not throw it to the opposite team. Meanwhile, Jameis is over there licking his fingers. Some dubs. Talking about W's and crab legs. We're going to keep talking about W's for the next hour. One hour until kickoff. And we're going to bring you some money. We're going to bring you some fantasy winners. And we're going to bring you some more push-ups. Because that's what Andrew does in between segments. You listen to Moneyline. ESPN 97.5. I don't practice. 